0: You're listening to the Russell Bread Podcast. Cut the shit. How many red carpets you guys want to walk in your $4,000 ridiculous heels? You will never be able to lace up my Chuck Taylor.
1: This is your fault. This is your fault. I didn't get mad when you stole all my moves. Your daddy's not here anymore. It's. How was your movie, by the way? mine, Mine went straight to DVD, just like yours. Careful you don't hurt your neck again going through those ropes
0: what is going on ladies and gentlemen this is episode 199 of the Russell bread podcast one away from episode 200 which will be next week which i'm very excited for um it's the week of all in so i will be hosting a prediction show with the other fam of from the bloodline family of course so be sure to tune into that one but if you don't know who I am my name is JD the first f and lady of the bloodline entertainment podcast and yes I'm not alone I gotta turn it this way she keeps moving Hey I just knocked down some yes my girl cat Oreo making a uh, a quick appearance here and um first of all, if you don't know what the Bloodline Entertainment Network is, is a group of awesome people, podcasters, and writers who are passionate about what they do, whether that is wrestling, sports, fantasy baseball, fantasy football, movies, entertainment, gaming, whatever. Instead of going to all these different websites, you can go to one website, and that is thebloodlinenetwork.com. So be sure to check out the network or else she's going to give you evil looks like she was doing as well. And if you're checking us out on YouTube, whether it's live, L-I-V-E, live, yeah, or if you're watching this on the replay, be sure to like and subscribe as well. And of course, you know, we have a lot of things going on. Um, I always say, you know, if I'm not your vibe, then hey, it's okay. Um, We do have a lot of different podcasters out there go to the website, check them out and see which ones, you know, that you really enjoy. And you know, if you like said podcasters, then go and check them out. Be sure to follow them and everything like that. And we have something coming up special this week. Let me play it for you right now. The weakest link. Goodbye. Yes. Coming this Saturday at 8:30 EST. Um, we will be having game night with the bloodline. We'll be doing the weakest link. Uh, hopefully, it's not gonna be me. Uh, definitely need to study up uh, on whatever topics we're about to be doing. Um, but yeah, be sure to check out. Game night with the Bloodline this Saturday at 8.30 EST. Um, I'm sure there are a lot of people who are fans of the show from back in the day. I do believe they just did one with WWE. I still haven't checked it out um, either, so... You know, it is what it is But first of all, before I even get started with anything Let me give a big shout out to the chat All the early people Uh, First of all, Courtney with the first comment What's up? Thank you so much for tuning in And then the banger himself, Mr. Tim King Yo, what's good, first lady? Thank you so much for tuning in If y'all didn't check us out yesterday AEW Review Show, be sure to check that out And he did a watch along as well with Dirty Dang. Go as well. And then Faction Cast, what is going on, KPG? Thank you so much for tuning in. And then the Tribal Chief, Devin. What's good, First Lady? Thank you so much for tuning in. And if you guys missed last week's episode, be sure to check that out. We had a lot of hot takes of what happened with SummerSlam as well. And then just in time, because he is just in time, salute to the first effing lady. What is going on? Thank you so much for tuning in. And then shout out Universal Wrestling Podcast, Nick Ayo. What's good, First Lady? Uh, I think that's everybody. Yep, Courtney's saying everybody's saying what's up to Oreo. What is going on? Uh faction cast says copping mania tickets tomorrow. I ain't spending 10K though. Listen, I was so hyped for Mania 40 coming to Philly. First of all, y'all know I I brought Philly, born and raised in Philly. I was so happy. WrestleMania is coming to 40. I was hoping it was. And it's two days before my 40th birthday. So I'm like, oh, we about to turn up this, that, and the third. And um, yeah, them ticket prices. First of all, um, and if y'all don't know, like, the seating arrangement of the link, yes, there are going to be some cheap seats. uh, According to... um, I. I think it was one of the Dan's who put it out there. The ticket prices and the seat for the seat, like the nosebleeds is forty is forty bucks. But y'all don't know how nosebleed the nosebleed seats are. They are nose will be pouring out. So I'm like, I don't know. For forty bucks, like I get the atmosphere It's going to be you know fantastic. We you know Philly will Philly. Okay, especially with the international fans and everything. Philly's going to Philly. Um, but I'm like for 40 bucks for them nose, nose bleeds. I don't know about that. I don't know, but yeah, I know the tickets going to go on sale. I'm sure they're going to go very quickly. Um, I don't know. I may be looking at the secondary market or something like that. I don't know them tickets, ticket master, t- ticket master prices can be like, they could be something else. So yeah, I don't know about that. Um, the Fatchcast also said game night. Yes, yes. Get hype for game night. Be sure, like I said, check it out on Saturday. Weakest Link is going to be fire. I know. Weakest Link is going to be great. Oh yeah, I can't wait. Uh, TK, it was it was a blast last night. Uh, had had a lot of had a lot of takes and as you see I will turn the camera so y'all could see it the cinemoji box is still there um seemed like she she don't want to be on camera so we're going to put it onto the cinemoji I keep having to turn her bed so she could be in the camera and then she turns then she goes and turns her body so that she is not on the camera we're going to try it again to see uh, she probably don't like looking at herself Y'all see she's getting a straight up attitude What's going on Kayla First of all shout out to the boss lady Thank you so much for tuning in Um, Justin said the WWE episode of Winkus Link Was very enjoyable It looked like it was very enjoyable. So yeah, I definitely cannot wait to check it out. And then Courtney, of course, with the Discord link, be sure to check it out. The Discord is popping over there. Um, I need to start hopping in there. I haven't been on Discord in a while, so I need to like get it together. Um, So yeah, Uh, before and also before we get into more of what we're about to talk about um this week let's get a listen to our sponsor
1: yo what's good brother you ready to live stream
0: oh man i just don't know i uh i'm feeling real low on energy right now what you know what man i know exactly what you need
1: you need some w energy let me send you some w energy right now
0: dubby dubby w? w who W what? W energy? What's that?
1: What's W energy drink you say, Tim? W is a clean energy drink that is made to give you focus with no crash, jitters, or against like other energy drinks. W energy drink contains no maltodexin fillers and don't use artificial dyes. W energy drink also contains vitamins, amino acids, nootropic, and 150 milligrams caffeine. Here, Tim, try W's energy drink, latest flavor, Dragonade. How do you feel? Yo! Oh, oh, I'm feeling so much better. Damn, where do I get some more of that W from? Oh, that's what's up. Just go to the awesome website, W.GG, and use our special code Bloodline1 and get 10%
0: off right now. Yes. Get Bubby with Dubby. Be sure to go to the website, as Courtney says, WGG discount code is bloodline1 to get your discount. And so you can get Dubby. Um, Shout out to Jadis. Thank you so much for tuning in. Hi, hello. How are you? I'm new. Leo sent me. Thank you so much for tuning in. I see you got the Eagle logo on there. So I'm assuming you are from Philly. What is going on? Thank you so much for tuning in. Shout out for philly look at the cat yes uh and then devin puts the discord link in the chat so be sure to check it out go over there uh w will leave you banging and slapping yes (laughs) just like what tk was doing banging and slapping um but yeah i hope everyone had a good thursday um was uh, I had the uh, day off. It was pretty enjoyable. I went and saw um the Lion King, the Broadway show. Amazing. I've been wanting to see that bad boy ever since it came out. So yeah, it was amazing. Uh, so if you haven't seen it, go check it out. It definitely gives you the feel, especially if you liked the the animated movie from back in the nineties. Yeah, definitely go check it out the way that they pulled off a lot of the things was uh pretty amazing um so Let's get started. Let's get into what has been going on. Before we get into the hot topics of the week, we gotta find out what's the dirt. Now, I'm gonna go over some rumors and stuff like that. I'm about to be in the weeds, as, as Devin and everyone in the bloodline would say. But take this with the grain of salt that it is. Um, because it may be true, it may not be true. Some things are actually true, but some things may not be true. But it's just me just saying what what it is and then just reacting to it. Um, Now, this is something that TK also said yesterday on his show. But earlier this month, WWE did file some trademarks for some ECW um, show names. Um, Of course, you know, ECW is a soft spot. The shit that WWE did to ECW, I slightly still can't forgive them. Um, But earlier this month, they filed trademarks for Barely Legal, Hardcore Heaven, Massacre on 34th Street, and Cyber Slam. Um... Now, I don't know exactly. Now, so far, uh, they've been using WCW uh, pay per view names for the NXT specials like Halloween Havoc, Bash at the Beach, The Great American Bash. So I'm not exactly sure what they're planning to do with uh, these trademarks. I don't know if these are going to end up being um, NXT events. Or if they're going to bring back some type of slight special or something like that. Or if these are going to be like specific match names or something like that. Like I could definitely see Massacre at 34th Street um, turning into an actual match uh KPG faction cast says some of those are going to be NXT like CyberSlam and barely barely legal. Barely I'm not, I'm going to say this, barely legal is very interesting that they are trademarking and turning into an NXT show. Um I'm very interested on cuz you know barely legal for ECW um was a lot different. It's going to be a lot different than ECW uh, what ECW was meaning of barely legal, so yeah, I'm very interested to see how that's going to turn out now. Non colorful NXT, what has been pretty good, have to say. I tune into it every now and again. Um, I do be checking out their specials and everything, not bad at all, especially when they're since they're bringing back a lot of people from the main roster and everything. So, not hating on it. Um, Fashioncast said Cyber Slam could be Cyber Sunday. I remember them Cyber Sundays. I'm very, yeah, that's going to be interesting to see if they're going to bring back, uh, you know, the fans vote on matches and who's going to go against who and things like that. Um, but yeah, like Justin said, it is going to be interesting to see the ECW show names make a return. And I would love to see how they're going to, uh, you know, definitely put some respect on it. Um, like, I mean, they've been doing it for WCW, but I'm very interested to see how they're going to do it um, now that it's going on to um, ECW. And another thing that um, I'm sure everybody heard about, and it had to do with Lacey Evans, that she has made her exit from WWE. She did tweet um, did tweet or Instagram, one of them, not too long ago, that she would be um, going by her real name uh, as of, I believe, what? wednesday night or tuesday night or something like that and she switched all her social media to her actual name formerly known as Lacey evans and not only that we did move her to the alumni section of the website um i feel bad for Lacey evans you know i feel as though she never caught um she never caught traction with the fans and while The Southern Belle gimmick that she did at NXT got over pretty well. Once she got over to the main roster and everything, I felt as though it really didn't catch traction. Now, when she was when she teamed up with Baron Corbin and was mainly beefing against um, Becky Lynch and Seth Rollins, you know, they she kind of had something there going, but yeah, it every time they tried to bring her back to do something, it just never catches on. And I feel as though it's because it was such they have such a bad, fans have such a bad taste in their mouths about her. And I've always said she should be, she like, they really should have leaned into the fact that she used to be part of the Marines, um, have her more similar to Sergeant Slaughter and stuff like that, which they actually did. And I'm very happy that they, you know, leaned into it. But by that time, It was far too late. First of all, shout out to Ivan. What is going on there? What's going on, sis? Happy Thursday, First Lady in the House. Let's go. Thank you, Ivan, so much for tuning in. Make sure you guys check out Circle the Bait, of course. Um, yeah. By the time they did the Sergeant Slaughter thing, it was like way too late because they spent like what months on this gimmick of her telling the sad story and everything of her life, and I. Wasn't quite sure how it was going to translate to the ring. And then when the fans kind of like wanted to cheer for her, they turned her heel. And so, which I feel is like the, the nail in the coffin as far as her and her character. Um, <clears throat> but I loved her when she was the Southern Belle. But I wish that they just got more into her military background more quickly because i felt as though it's a lot of money left on the table because you have a bit of a missing piece with um when john cena did a lot of things with the military you have someone who's actually in the military she's a marine and you could have definitely used her to make connections with the military background especially when you do the um uh, the tribute to the troops and stuff like that but for whatever reason you know Vince and all the creative team they were just too stubborn to really do that for her. You could have easily had made her a face with the military background and stuff like that. Even if you wanted to turn her heel and give her more of a Sergeant Slaughter or something like that, and then just use her as a bit of connection with all the things that you guys do with the military. It's just like, it's really sad. There was money left on the table. Uh, Justin said, Lacey has had so many different characters and repackages and nothing worked her real her leaving really felt like the only option she had plus why stay if after all that time nothing you're doing works exactly and, and it's really a shame like i said and i've been saying this for a long time they should have they should have let her i i understand you wanted to bring her up as the southern belle but once that was done like you could have easily repackaged her um and they which they kind of did they did have her as a face they used her daughter and stuff like that and i was like that's fine if you want to lean into that um that's cool and then they did the whole they did this and uh, uh, this just came to me they did the whole storyline with her and rick flair remember that craziness and then they was trying to make it seem like uh there was like the thought or the rumor out there that she was pregnant and they were going to run the story that rick flair was her baby daddy or something crazy like that i just felt like you guys should have when you guys decided to turn her face you guys should have just turned her face throw on the military background and let her be that like that liaison between we and y'all military crowd uh courtney said she fell off when she got pregnant i feel as though uh the creative team fell off when she got pregnant, I feel as though they were probably upset that she did get pregnant. So they, you know, creative team, WWE is petty like that. I feel as though they got upset that she got pregnant because it messed up their plans. Especially the fact that Charlotte was, Charlotte and Ric Flair was part of those plans. So now they had to scrap everything that they were doing and then um, continue on from there. Um, but Yeah, I feel bad for her. Um, and then next up, so this is from Dan Bakley, Dirty Dan. He sent me a link of a video that WWE had um put out there. Um, Because, like I said, you know, WrestleMania 40 is coming to Philly. The tickets go on sale tomorrow. So they had to start doing their um, marketing for WrestleMania. And the person that they sent for their little marketing and their media stuff was... Mr. Adversity Cody Rhodes and you guys know how I feel about
1: hey.
0: Exactly hate 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 i am president of the cody haters club not haters but haters um and so yeah, they Definitely, uh, they sent him out to philly. He was in philly yesterday making the rounds um with the philly media and he was at the um he was at the link as well the that's the name of the stadium that we call it he just learned it yesterday apparently so and he was walking the streets too people had you know noticed he was out there and uh he took pictures and called him out and stuff like that and um oh my gosh so i was cracking up so i watched it and everything um Slightly biased, not gonna lie. Um, but he was talking to, um, they really showed a big portion of his interview with um, Channel 10 that he did when they were talking about it. And he mentioned, um, she had mentioned, like, you know, F- Fox 29 mentioned how cold it's gonna be. Which you guys follow me on the socials. I'm gonna start doing, I don't know if it's gonna be shorts or am I gonna do actual videos, but. I'm going to be giving you guys a lot of tips of what to do when y'all come here because um, we're not Miami. This isn't Miami. It is not going to be hot. I mean, if it's hot, then global warming, but it is going to be cold when when WrestleMania comes here. Like We will just still coming out of winter and the link is by a river and that bitch is a wind tunnel. So it's not going to be warm. Don't come up in here with some shorts and some tank tops unless you just went on crazy people that loves the cold like that. It's going to be cold as hell. And so bring hoodies, bring extra be layered up or whatever <laughs> depending on what the temperature is. But yeah, they told him, you know, it's going to be cold when you guys come here. But it was Fox, it was a uh, Channel 10 that um talked to him about um about like you know you know you were here previously at um you were you were here at in philly you know this isn't the first time that we was in philly um and he spoke about you know how the philly crowd how we're unorthodox stuff like that you know how Philly fans, you know, if you are the good guy, Philly will decide you're not the good guy. I mean, look at, of course, the biggest example, um, Roman Reigns at Royal Rumble 2015, that we not only that we booed, um, not only where we booed Roman Reigns, but they brought out The Rock as to try to um, save him. And even we booed The Rock. Um, and so he mentioned how, you know, he was at Money in a Bank years ago, and how the fans had cheered for him, and this, that, and the third. And ever since then, like he fell in love with Philly fans, and then he sat there and said that Philly what became his second hometown after that. And I'm like, you're lying. I'm like, sir, Philly became your second hometown after that. First of all, I was at that money in the bank. It was 2013. I remembered it because I um, I took me in the hubs. We went there. I took my son there. It was his fourth birthday. Um, I, said, I said I was doing it for his fourth birthday. He was somewhat of a John Cena fan at that time. But I mainly did it because I wanted to go to Money in the Bank. But I was like, oh, son, you know, we get to see John Cena. He had no idea pretty much what was going on. But we went there. And I'm seeing here, like, the way he made it sound, because he was like, yeah, they was cheering for me when I climbed the ladder. And after that, like, it became my second hometown. And I was like, I don't remember. Like I'm seeing here, like, I remember he was, I remember he was there. He had the dark hair. Um, I wasn't too shabby about everyone that was in the match, because I was like, I could have sworn that... Like, he, he probably, like, you know, the way Philly is, we do respectful cheering. So, if you do something amazing in the match, we'll cheer for you, you know? Unless unless you're being shoved down our throats, you know, example, Roman Reigns. Sorry, Rome, Sorry, Devin. Uh, Roman Reigns wasn't cool back then. But, I'm like, he probably did something respectful, you know, did something cool during that match. And then we cheered for him. Because I was like, I don't think we went into the match cheering for him. Um, and so, yes, I did fact check uh, because... I'm sitting here like, I don't remember that we just outright just cheered the shit out of him out of nowhere. That's how he made it sound. Um, and yes, I fact checked. Uh, so in the match was, um, oh, I forgot their names. But it was back when Claudio and Jack Swagger was on the team. They, they said, we the people. That's what we were all popping for. We the people and all this other stuff. It was Dean Ambrose. It was um Fandango. It was who else was it? I'm missing people. I'm missing people. It was um Fandango, Dean Ambrose, uh Claudia Cesaro, Jack Swagger, um, Damian Sandow and Cody Rhodes. We cheered. This was back when Damian Sandow was kind of was kind of being funny because he was doing that you're welcome. And they were a team called um Rhodes Scholars or something like that. Um and that was the one that Damian Sandow won. And I believe he had to give John Cena, a, he had to tell John Cena when he was about to cash in. And he was the only one that lost, he was the first one, I believe, that lost the cash in. So here's what happened. We did cheer for him. We did cheer for him. Uh, what's going on, Dylan? Thank you so much for tuning in. What's good, JD? So here's the story. We did end up cheering for him. Um, You know, we Philly, we like our ladder matches. We like, you know, we like our shit. We like our extremeness and stuff like that. Yada, yada, yada. Um, I see, I had it mixed up. I thought he was in the ladder match that had Rob Van Dam. Because at first I was like, no, we didn't fucking cheer for you. Rob Van Dam was in that match. Because every single time back then, every time there was a pay-per-view in Philly or it was a Raw or SmackDown, something special, they always brought out Rob Van Dam. That's their, that was their safety net back then for Philly. Um, so they had, I remember they brought out Rob Van Dam because I remember popping so hard to see him because it was like one of the few times I ever saw him live. That might have been the first time i seen him live. I'm not 100% sure, but I remember I was hyped. I thought Cody was in that ladder match. He was not in that ladder match. I forgot back then there was two separate ladder matches because the titles um, were split. So he was in that match. At first, we cheered because Damian Sandow had the mic. And previously, um, they had uh, Zeb Coulter who came at Philly because we're, you know, the the usual stuff that he would sit there and say when he was the uh, manager back then. Damian Sandow comes out. We initially cheer for him. And then, of course, he says some shit about Rocky. And that's when he was like, okay, boo your ass. (laughs) you don't talk shit about Rocky to Philly. Um, so we booed him. What happened was Cody started doing the Cody thing. He wasn't, he didn't extremely underdog it back then. He underdogged a little bit, but he was doing some crazy extreme moves and stuff. Um, and so that got us cheering. And then we, he, uh, came out the ring and he stood there, and we started chanting, Cody, Cody. And he grabbed this tall-ass ladder and got in. And he started to, um, at the end of the match, so the um, the shield came in. Um, the shield were bad guys at that point. I think that's when the shield wasn't exactly over just yet. The shield wasn't exactly over. Um and so the S.H.I.E.L.D. came in to help out Dean. Um, then the Usos came out. We popped hard for the Usos. That's back when they did that half face face paint. And they had that. Uh, I loved their entrance back then. Um, so we cheered for them. So that got all the tag teams away. Cody was in the ring by himself. And he climbed the ladder. And that's when we cheered for him. And then Damien comes in. Pushes Cody off the ladder. And wins the briefcase, and that's what did it there. Uh, just in time, yes. Cena's unsuccessful cash in came before Sandow. Cena was the first failed cash in, yes. Thank you. Def- yeah. I, I definitely remember uh Damien Sandow failed cash in, but yes, I forgot it was Cena. Wasn't I? So I guess it was Cena then. Um, I got it mixed up. Cena was the one he had to give a time of when he was going to cash it in, Damien cashed in on Cena and failed and that was during the um lol Cena wins era. Yes, yeah, so I had it slightly mixed up. It was Cena who had to give a date of when he was going to cash in. And then Damien went and cashed in on Cena. It was very weird. They wanted to get rid of the briefcase at that point. They had him just like weirdly cash in while Cena was like at a hundred percent and just like standing there and he decided to just cash in and then lost. Yes, the hockum back then when they used to do that. Yes, the rolled scholars. Yep, because uh, I'm sitting here like, because the way he made it sound, it the way he made it sound, I'm like, yo, I don't think it was like he made it sound like we immediately like cheer for him because he was like, yeah, back then you know they cheered for whoever they cheered with. If you're the good guy, Philly will say, hey, you're not the good guy tonight. And he said, yeah, I climbed up the ladder and they started cheering for me and stuff like that. He said instantly. philly became his second hometown that night and then he also said the wells fargo center which is where the money in the bank place came uh, was at he said it was one of his favorite arenas his favorite arenas of all time he said i said oh more favorite than the tokyo dome or um the united center that's where they had all in that has the plaque for you and stuff like that but you know whatever i I digress so if you're going to sit here if that's the hill you want to die on that Wells Fargo arena is your favorite arena of all time and then after we cheered for you back in 2013 before you left WE then now you, that you're saying today that Philly is your second hometown then you know okay well you know that's that's that to to all the uh All the towns that Cody has been in, Philly is the second hometown for him. Um, But yeah, I thought that was funny. So that's pretty much all of the news and everything like that. So let's get into the topics. So the biggest topic, as y'all can see, the name of the episode 199, I Quit oos. So... Last week, we, me and Devin, if y'all haven't checked it out, um, we were talking about the um, the breakdown of what happened at SummerSlam with Jimmy turning on Jay. We didn't get any explanation, and we were waiting for the explanation to come um, on SmackDown. Uh, TK's Cinemoji is the best prop. Yes, if you guys are wondering why the Cinemoji is there, I will explain when it comes to... Um, when I go into my AEW breakdown, <laughs> but yes, uh, we were taught talk- I made a comment in the chat during the watch along for AEW. And so when I did the review show, I brought in the cinemoji, uh, fashion cast says <laughs> Jay Fetu is all in. Yes. After, after Jay Uso decided to quit, everybody, and, they, and well, not everybody in their mama, not everyone's mama was saying it, but there were a lot of there was a nice sizable amount of people who decided to do the clickbait articles and stuff like that of if Jay Uso is going to AEW or whatnot, like they took it seriously. WWE played right into it. They moved him to the alumni section of the website. Um, I was cracking up at that. But, to recap what happened, um you know, Jimmy turned on Jay if you guys watch the watch along for SummerSlam, be sure to check it out. I was hyped because I was like, we're finally getting Uso versus Uso uh some a match that I've been waiting for for a while, a match that the Usos wanted to do themselves, and um they said during uh Ariel Helwani's interview that they um Wanted to do Uso versus Uso at WrestleMania. That is like their dream scenario is to do Uso versus Uso at WrestleMania. WrestleMania is a nice couple of months away. Can't stretch out, you know, a storyline that long to where as though people are, are tired of it. And then, you know, you want to have the first one on one match at WrestleMania. I said, like, maybe they'll do a triple threat or a fatal four way or something like that. And then, you know, they'll face each other at survivor series. I figured, you know, if they do war games, something like that, team J versus team Jimmy at uh war games and then have it ramped up. So when it comes to WrestleMania, while it may not be their first time facing each other, maybe we'll have a hell in a cell match. Maybe we'll have something special at that time. But people were very curious as to why Jimmy turned on Jay. And I was hoping that it wasn't going to be as far as like any type of jealousy or anything like that. People had assumed that Jimmy was rejoining the bloodline, which I figure it wasn't because after Jimmy kicked Jay in the mouth, he left. He did not celebrate with Roman Reigns. Normally when people join the bloodline, especially when they interfere in a match, they usually, you know, celebrate with Roman Reigns or at least stick around or something. But Jimmy left. So we get to SmackDown as far as uh, we had Roman come, Roman calls Jimmy out. Well, no, Roman didn't, yeah, Roman kind of called Jimmy out. Jimmy was in the crowd. He comes in and Roman was like, thank you. You know, he was like, what is it that you want? You want a yacht? You want money? You want this and that? And the third. And Jimmy said, I don't want nothing from you. Um, and so we had Jay come out. We had the explanation. Um, we had the explanation from Jimmy as to why he didn't, uh, why he turned on him. He said, because, um, I didn't want to lose you. He said, you know, there can't be, there can't be, he, I think he said something like there can't be the Usos. You can't be with the Usos and the tribal chief or something like that at the same time. But he said, I can't, I can't lose you. He said, if you was to win that match, you get the power, you're going to turn into a jerk like him. And then. Roman there was somebody who did a um. there's someone who did either a TikTok or a video or something of um, Roman Reigns faces and stuff like that and so Jimmy was like you turn into the tribal chief you're going to turn into a jerk like him and Roman was sitting there like a bullshit a bullshit <laughs> Roman was like nope that ain't me but Jimmy basically said that he didn't want Jay to, you know, basically let the power get to his head. I forgot exactly how he mentioned it at first, but he said something along the lines like he didn't want to lose the Usos. I mean, let's, people forget, we kind of forget, they've been tag teams since they started in WWE, like so many years ago they never split i mean there were times where one got injured one got the other one got injured and there were singles runs but they've been a tag team for the longest time whenever those two were in WWE at the same time they were a tag team so it would kind of makes so it kind of made sense that jimmy was like hey i didn't want to lose you know the tag team basically like y'all been winning titles and y'all were number one on the PWI list for best tag teams of of um 2022 or 23. I forgot the name of the list. But yeah, he didn't want to lose his brother, basically. And so um Jay turned his back to Jimmy, and so then Jimmy had left, and then that's when um Jay got attacked um at that point uh justin time said jay leaving is clearly only part of the storyline as for jimmy the explanation did nothing to help justify what happened at Summerslam. i wish that the explanation was um explained better i feel as though if he sat there and said like i feel as though you becoming the tribal chief is reverse of what we're trying to do that we're trying to keep the family together but you know um Roman got the power went to his head and he 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 that Roman once he became the tribal chief that it was more than just the family it was about himself and using the family to um to better himself and he didn't want Jay to get that power so that he would forget about his family because you know Dom Toretto said it's all about family so That's what I felt he was trying to say. But the way he explained it, it was a bit wonky. And I wish that he explained it a little better. But, you know, whoever wrote that promo uh, definitely just scribbled it down and just passed it along. But that's what I felt he was trying to say. That he wanted to keep the family together. If Jay was to get the power of the tribal chief, he would turn into Roman where you know he wouldn't be worried about family he would be using family to further himself so that's how i kind of got from it um so jay gets attacked um he's able to you know walk up and get away get away from super kick roman super kick solo and was able to leave uh jimmy was standing at the um end of the entrance and jay comes down he was like hey jimmy and then he like motioned for jimmy to hug him he was motioning for a hug and then jimmy comes in like you could have definitely did a slow-mo of like you know that and um a slow-mo of it and you know of the hug and jay kind of went out for the hug and then just fucking super kicked him and i was looking at that <laughs> <laughs> what
1: the fuck <laughs> oh shit
0: yeah i uh i laughed at that cuz i was like yeah i i felt he was going to super kick him but the way that he played the hell out of Jimmy kind of made it a little bit more funnier and so then he looks at the camera and then he says i'm i quit the bloodline uh what do he say i quit the uso or I, I don't know if he said he quit the USO, but he was like i'm done with this i'm done with the bloodline i'm done with the wwe i quit deuces um and i'm like wow damn uh <laughs> trying to get the clip up for it so i was like wow um of course the crowd didn't know what was going on. They just saw him start leaving through the crowd. And um there it is. He uh he started leaving through the crowd, but you know, he quit pretty much with was-
1: Bye bye, bitch.
0: <laughs> yeah, so he quit. WE moved him to the alumni section. I feel as though okay, this is um it makes sense that this is where this is how we're going to kind of put a little bit of a time gap between this turn and the separation of the Usos till we get Uso versus Uso. So just like how when Jimmy was out for a while and Jay had the singles run and he became right hand right hand man and all this other stuff now, it's mainly Jimmy's turn, even though he, you know, had the shirt. He was at that time, nobody's bitch, but that was when Jay was back. So now we're going to get the singles run with Jimmy going against uh Roman and baby oops. So maybe at payback, we're going to get Jimmy versus um solo or Jimmy going against Roman or something like along those lines, who knows, um, or maybe a reunion between Jimmy and, um, Sami Zayn, since KO is injured and, you know, they don't really know what to do about it. You can definitely have Jimmy and Sami Zayn come back together again, you know, play that along, let the crowd get distracted from the potential Uso versus Uso, and then have Jay come back at Royal Rumble. Now, I mean, that's like a good four months away or something like that. But I think we, I think it's enough time to kind of run the Jimmy solo um act and then the um Jimmy and Sami Zayn um as a tag team as well. Um even though he, you know, is like teaming up. He teamed up a little bit with um Cody later on on um later on, on Raw. But that would be cool to have Jimmy and Sami Zayn to come back together again. Definitely could have a lot of fun again with the honorary oose at that point uh, Courtney says, "Oh yes, WWE hired my bloodline sister. Yes, please hire me. I would not mind to get some WWE money. Um, Tony Khan could hire me too. I think Tony Khan needs more, a little bit help with me with that, um, women's division. Uh, faction cast says bloodline fatal four way could happen. It can happen, uh, between Roman Uso, Jimmy and Jay. Um, maybe, uh, we get close once we get closer to Mania or something like that. At that point, I don't know how long they're going to, um, I don't know how long they plan to have uh, Jay out or Jay quitting and taking a vacation at that time. But yeah, I I can see them definitely doing a um, fatal four way between them. Uh, Faction Cast says half solo go after the US title they need to do something with that U S title. I mean, I know Ray has it now uh, because they really didn't know really what to do with Austin theory. There is the rumor that they may be combining the U S title and the North American championship, which I kind of hope they don't Um, just do something with the U S title. Like I understand you probably didn't want to do a lot of things with, um, with Austin theory. But yeah, we need to do something with the u s. title. But yeah, definitely to have solo going after the u s. championship. It definitely do a lot more with it than what you were doing with um when Austin Theory had it as well. But yeah, but as far as with Jay quitting, I think it's a good idea to kind of like separate, give a to give the story a little bit more time and to pr- maybe give jet Jimmy um some time. yeah, if I remember correctly, uh, jimmy was out jay had the solo run. I don't remember if jimmy had an extensive As an extensive solo run as jay had Uh during the bloodline time timeline I think it was I think it was jimmy Trying to when jimmy came back. That's when he ran that whole Uh, nobody's bitch and stuff like that but yeah, this could be the time for jimmy to have his solo run against um the bloodline at that point but yeah so yeah can't wait to see what happens on um smackdown the continuation of the story of what jimmy is going to do now and how they kind of get things going but i really hope that they bring um sammy into the fold as honorary uso i hope the we insider who's listening uh, definitely write that down and be sure to credit your girl uh with that idea so going into um we'll go keeping with uh we the big another big storyline is the judgment day the other faction um that breaking up and coming back together and possibly breaking up or are they adding another member or are they taking out another member um the story with the damn that damn briefcase and finn Balor. As many abs and muscles Finn Balor has, you would think he would know how to either catch a briefcase or be able to stop a briefcase if it's being slid to him. I mean, maybe he needs to start eating carbs, and that'll help him start catching catching the briefcase or something. I mean, it's a bright green, as you see in this uh, picture here. So I don't, I don't know, I don't know what's going on with Finn with uh, trying to stop the briefcase, but. They keep teasing a breakup of the judgment day. Definitely friction going on between Finn Balor and Damian Priest. I'm hoping that they weren't going to break up the Judgment Day. Um, especially because, you know, we we already have the breakup of the bloodline. You definitely are going to be missing something. There's going to be a bit of a void. They're on uh, Friday night, and uh, even though, yeah, Judgment Day is on Raw, but there's going to be a bit of a void as far as a strong faction. And they keep teasing of Finn Balor and Damian Priest having the, but um, especially with the fact that uh, JD is there. uh, But they could easily have uh, Finn, uh, Finn Balor kick out Damian Priest. Put JD in there, it'll still be a um, faction of four, and then they can start running the story of Damian Priest versus Finn Balor. Um, have Damian go against JD at first, and then have Damian go against Dom at a certain point. Um, yeah, and then him versus Finn at the end. Maybe that could be a um, either a Royal Rumble match or possibly a WrestleMania match at that point. Um, but yeah, but. As far as the Judgment Day, first of all, they have been killing it. Dom and Rhea has been killing it on NXT. Every single time they show up on NXT, the ratings automatically go up. Um, They will be um, on NXT next week in a mixed tag team match um, going against uh, Lyra Valkyra and Dragon Lee. Um, but I'm loving the fact that we have the people on the main roster coming down to NXT, um, definitely bring up the ratings, especially with Dirty Dom down there. Dom cannot cut any promos anymore. I mean, he tried to cut a promo on Monday. Uh, he, he kept trying to talk over the crowd, but that crowd was booing the hell out of him and their booze got louder and louder. Um, the more that he talked. Um poor guy. I mean, I don't know. I don't know why they're hating on him. I mean, the man is built different. Um built differently. He's built differently, so you can't really hate on him for that. But I can't wait to see what happens next with um with judgment day. Uh, if I believe JD is going to eventually join, and then they're going to kick out Damian Priest at a certain point. Um, but who who would have thought that you know Finn ba- once Finn Balor had taken over um, the Judgment Day that it would have turned out to be like this? I remember when Edge was when Edge was you know on top and he was the leader of the Judgment Day, and then they brought in Finn Balor, and then Finn Balor had you know them judgment day turn on edge i was like i don't know about finn Balor being the leader (laughs) even though i know he was a leader of the bullet club i was like i don't know about the judgment day under finn Balor. but look at
1: look at us hey look at us look at us who would have thought
0: not me like who would have thought that now today we are talking about the Judgment Day and how good the Judgment Day is and making comparisons and stuff like that. And every time Dom and Rhea is in NXT, people tune in. We got Damian Priest, the level 79 archer, um, you know, coming in with the uh, Senor money in the briefcase. And then Finn Balor with, you know, not 1% of body fat on his body, just killing it um the four of them just killing it all together um courtney says that dom looks like his real daddy eddie he's acknowledged that his dad is um eddie so i'm proud of him he actually did tune in to um peacock or w network wherever he was watching it from and he did see that um yes eddie is your actual dad uh that deadbeat dad your dead your deadbeat dad ray mysterio only um considers himself your dad because he won you in a ladder match you know that's probably like so crushing to hear and to watch to know that you know your real dad lost custody of you because he lost in a ladder match uh courtney says edge retires this week yeah i did read that he had- with him going to get Sheamus, uh, and it's going to happen in, I believe, Toronto, that they, um, it's going to be his retiring match, but they didn't want to say that it's going to be his retirement match, um, he didn't want it to come out, and WWE is kind of, like, respecting his wishes and stuff like that, um, so, yeah, uh, shout out to Dirty Dan, thank you so much, check out Cage, my IQ, um, I did talk about the uh, the Cody video you sent me earlier today. Um, but, yeah, thank you so much for tuning in. Um, as there go Dirty Dan, this is the last match on his contract. Yeah. And, uh, Courtney says, yeah, his hometown. Yeah. So I guess he's going to, after the match, I'm going to assume he's going to cut the, uh, retirement promo. I, um, don't think he's going to be wearing the Salmon jacket like, uh, Mark Henry did there. Um, but you know, it's sad to see him, um, sad to see him retire, you know, that it just shows that, you know, time is flying that, you know, some some of us remember when Edge first started in WWE and just the journey that he's been in and everything like that. I mean, I'm sure everybody is just going to be. That's what I'm talking about. This shit means something to me, man. Yeah, so it's going to be a heartbreaker. It is going to definitely be a heartbreaker. Um, yep, Courtney said with the brood. Of course, everybody remembers the brood. Who doesn't remember the brood? Um, so speaking of heartbreakers, let's go into the next topic, and that is Mr. Gable Stevenson. Um, poor guy. They really hyped him up and tried to make him into basically um another version of kurt angle and i feel bad for the guy so uh kurt angle had spoke about um spoke about when he went and faced baron corbin and the reaction that he got with baron corbin Um, i felt bad for him i definitely had bad feelings when because you know when we first saw him he was at that wrestlemania the other olympian the female olympian he was with i forgot her name she was more hype about being in the ring than he was they brought him on they signed him and everything like that he got drafted to wwe i mean he got drafted to raw and we didn't see him at all he wasn't even backstage no match or anything like that i said that is an issue that we haven't seen him, not not even him backstage or anything like that. Not even him playing as a security guard for someone else's entrance. So I was like, that's a bad sign. Then we saw him in NXT and everything like that. And then they announced that his first match is going to be against um, Baron Corbin. Of course, not, not happy, not sad Baron Corbin, not happy Baron Corbin, um, but the lone wolf Baron Corbin repackaged. In a very nice way. New music, new theme song. I mean, yeah, new theme song, new look, um, new entrance and everything like that. And then we had Gable Stevenson come out with the Olympic medal, with the stars and stripes in the background, with a rustling singlet and everything like that. And um, you would have thought he would have got cheered from the get-go, but the NXT crowd saw him and was like
1: Oh, brother, this guy stinks.
0: Yeah. Poor guy. Never caught on. They, I mean, there was a portion of the crowd that cheered for Gable Stevenson, but he started to get the Cena chant, which isn't good for your debut match. And then the crowd got behind Baron Corbin. And by the end, the crowd really got behind um, Baron Corbin. Uh, Courtney said, two years too late. Yeah, right? I mean, the fact that it took since he got signed and then he was drafted to Raw... That it took all this time for him to have his debut match. It's um, that means it's something really bad happening. Um, Dan said, "How crazy is it? his brother Damon Kemp was the throw in to get Gable to sign and keep wind up, uh, keep wind up being the better pro wrestler?" Exactly, yo. That is crazy. That is crazy. Um, yeah. Wow. Look at Dan giving us the uh. Given us the news from the weeds i didn't know that i didn't know that i knew that was his brother of course nxt doesn't want that i don't think i think nxt didn't make that known because i think um if i remember correctly the storyline was he was helping uh damon's um i forgot the thorpe or something like that he's helping him out and he is facing Damon Kemp. And he was like, well, you know, I can help you uh train against him. And he didn't mention that's his brother or anything like that. Of course, WWE did not want that to be known. But yeah, he comes out uh with the, okay, oh, yep. Eddie Thorpe. I thought I don't know why I said Thorn. I'm thinking of somebody else. But yeah, uh, he helped him out with the little vignettes and stuff like that, helped him spar and train and stuff like that. Um, But yeah, it's, um, as far as the match, and I did, I believe I did talk about this um, a week or two ago. The match was not, it wasn't, it was average, I would say. I mean, it was a typical debut match of what you expect, but the crowd is, he I don't know how they're going to do it. I don't know how they're going to turn him around They were going to have to turn him heel, which isn't going to be good for him Especially if he is trying to go for the olympic. Um, if he's still working towards the olympics I know he hinted that he can, you know Go back to college or he can, you know, start working towards the olympics or russell I think he is going for the olympics 100% sure. I know I have Dan. I know I have Dirty Dan in the uh chat. He can definitely let me know from the weeds if he is still going for the um if he's still going for the Olympics. Cuz if he is, it's a really bad. It's not going to be a good look to have him as a heel in WWE and you're going for the Olympics to represent America and you have people from your own country booing you. Cuz you know, wrestling fans aren't going to keep it in the ring they're gonna see him and they're gonna boo him um dan said they made it too much like kurt angle R- it really did um okay dan said he hasn't made a decision on the olympics yet um he not have that much time what's the next one isn't summer is
1: summer next year i think i think summer is next year
0: 2022 was winter was it i forgot i know it's every four years i know the olympics technically is every two years um and i know it's 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 between summer and winter i think we just had the winter olympics and i think summer is next year so he doesn't have that much time um yeah i think the summer is next year because uh Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Summer is next year, so he has to start qualifying. He has to start training. Like, you know, pretty much now. Yes, next year. Yeah, he has to start training for it now because I believe the trials. I believe the trials start maybe like spring or is soon. Uh, my timeline is messed up. Yeah, it's in Paris. I remember that. It's in Paris, but I believe the trials start very soon. Maybe in like April, I'm thinking, like March, April, they start doing the trials for the Summer Olympics, and then, you know, they train and then go there. I'm not 100% sure. Yes, but Kurt Angle did um, give it. He did uh, mention on the Kurt Angle show, and this is um, through Wrestling Inc. I'm getting this information. Uh, He gave a review of the match with um, Kurt Angle. I mean, between Gable, uh, Gable Stevenson, and um, Baron Corbin, and he started saying that he felt sorry for the comparisons between the two, which is, you know, very apparent that. It was, you do feel that that's what they were going to do. Obviously, it's like, hey, Olympic wrestler, hey, we, we had an Olympic wrestler as a Hall of Famer. Just copy and paste It's the easiest thing. Everyone loves Kurt Angle. Um, and so everybody should love him too. So Kurt says, I feel bad for him because he's being compared to me at this point in time. And he hasn't even barely started. He just started out right now. So I don't know how his future is going to be. I know he's really talented, really athletic. I'm not sure how he is as far as entertainment-wise, but as far as the ring, I've heard he's really good. Um, Then he mentioned that... Um, then Kurt Angle also mentioned that he believed WWE is intentionally doing uh, the whole Kurt Angle 2.0 thing, that they're having him come out with the stars and stripes, the Olympic medal, and the singlet, and everything like that. Um, that they're that he's intentionally doing it and actively working the similarities between uh, gay, uh, between Stevenson and Kurt Angle as part of a heel persona. Um, he says, so they're going to have him copy and mimic me. This is what I believe they're going to have him copy and mimic me so he can piss the fans off so that he starts out as a heel because it's easier to be a, a heel starting out than it is a baby face. So I think they're the one who actually told him to do this stuff. I really believe that. And I think WWE is brilliant for do that. Um, so I don't know, maybe we're getting, maybe we're getting worked, um, that we is intentionally doing this so that we'll sit there and um start booing him and stuff like that and then next thing you know uh suddenly we're going to um share for him so i guess now every time we see gableson let the hate
1: flow through you
0: yeah every time we see gable stevenson We got to let the hate run through us and um, sit there and boo him. And then they'll turn him heel. And then I guess once he turns heel, they'll do whatever. And then suddenly we'll start cheering for him again at that point. I don't know, but I don't really believe. I don't know. I don't really believe it. I think WWE really wants us to uh, cheer for him um courtney says jason jordan should have been kurt 2.0 they should have but you know it is what it is uh no problem jay is all right i'm back sorry i'm new here i'm coming in here for. no no problem no problem thank you so much for tuning in though um what's going on brian cook thank you so much for tuning in embrace the hate yes embrace it i guess they want us to constantly boo this guy um and then he'll turn heel on us uh i don't know how they're going to do it but you know hey if that's what they're going to do and we're feeding right into it then power to them um can't wait to see how they're going to pull it off i don't know I mean, I, I appreciate the fact that they want to make a swerve with us as far as um with Gable Stevenson and, you know, because it is easier to be a heel than it is to be a babyface. It's very easy to get people to dislike you than to get them to start liking you and put them over. So we'll see what happens. I mean, he hasn't been on TV for a little bit. They did have Baron Corbin sit there and mention that he ran uh, Gable Stevenson off. Uh, Out of WWE so We'll see how this happens Maybe he disappears Go and trains for the Olympics Come back as a heel or something like that I don't know I don't know how they're going to do it But I feel as though maybe after the Olympics That's when he turns heel I think he's going to be a face And they'll keep pushing him as a face And then he'll like get taken out Or something like that Gets booed out the building Go does the Olympics and then comes back as a heel I think that would make more sense or unless they're going to have him as a heel, he gets the short, does the Olympics, and I guess expect him to come back as a babyface. I just have a really, I have a a big feeling that WWE wants us to cheer cheer for him because even though yes, Vince is gone, WWE is still stubborn. We yes, we have Shawn and we have Triple H at the uh on the creative side of things, but doesn't mean that they're not stubborn. I believe they're they want us to cheer. For Gable Stevenson and they don't like um that uh they want us to cheer for Gable Stevenson and I think that they um they really want us to cheer for him as a face and they're really hoping to really give him the um the Kurt Angle treatment so changing gears we're going to AEW side and um ladies and gentlemen all in is next week and i slightly forgot that all in is next week and um all out is two weeks after that so i don't know what i don't know what's going on i mean i'm out here
1: Tony, Tony,
0: i'm looking for tony uh because you know he uh all in is next week, and uh we're getting the car together and I said this yesterday during the aew review show um, and I said this previously that we should not be booking all in next week all in should have been booked at least last week. This is the big show got seventy eighty thousand people in there. You're making mania numbers as far as attendance. And I feel like, you know, this is like, this is the big show, (laughs) not as in the big show, but this is the big show. And you have all in one week, you have all out next week. We only have one match booked for all in. This is supposed to be your big show. This is supposed to be the Chicago, you know, this, that, and the third. We only have one match right now listed for all out. And I'm really hoping he's not going to book all out the dynamite before all out. Um, but yeah, uh, Jada said you have to say no pun intended because it's going to be the big show. Exactly, it's going to be it's going to be the big show. No pun intended, but it's this is history making, and he said he he said himself there's history making, but it's not being exactly book this history making if that makes sense because we're still booking the show this show should have been booked a while ago it should have been nothing but constantly you know hitting promos and really selling the show to those of us who has to pay the 50 dollars to tune in Uh, the biggest thing is the reason why i'm so like hard pressed on the booking right now is because not only are we tuning in for all in Next week, literally the next weekend is all out. You want us to shell another $50. Uh, For people get paid bi-weekly, that's $100 in one check. For people get paid weekly, that's you shelling out $50 back to back. Um, This is the make it or break it time, okay? This is you pulling fans in from a whole other country. You got the UK fans. You are pretty much the first American promotion that's putting on a major show um, in the UK. I was about to say outside the U S but because um, I, I'm not hundred percent sure of my, of my stats. I'm sure uh dirty Dan may would probably know the stats and stuff like that. Cause he's in the weeds, but I, this is the first American company, American wrestling company that is, is hosting a major show outside the United States. I w- would definitely be bold to say this is the first show outside WWE to book a stadium show and to sell 80,000 tickets. Um Devin says, "Yep, I'm all out for all out." <laughs> Listen Devin, your opinion of AEW is a bit wonky cuz we know that you're slightly anti AEW. I am shocked that you watched Dynamite yesterday that you tuned in to watch it. But I feel as though like um, what's what I was saying is I look at this as mania time because like I said, it's mania numbers. 80,000 tickets. He sold 80,000 tickets without one match being set. That's major. And that's he should be very proud of that. He should be very proud of that. Um, But I was concerned as far as like the fact that we got two pay-per-views two different countries two pay-per-views, one week apart, back-to-back like that. That, um, especially for what happened when we had um, Ring of Honor, Death Before Dishonor, that that pay-per-view was booked last minute. Like, it was almost like he forgot that it was going on. And that kind of worried me a bit, because I'm like, because I noticed that we weren't getting things for all out. And I'm like, this is your American, you know, this is the big show for America. It's in Chicago, you know, they're going to show up. They're going to show out. And, you know, definitely the, one of the best pay-per-views, one of my favorite pay-per-views that I've seen was All Out of 2021. And, you know, I don't, you can't really get that much better than that, but I'm, I was hoping that, you know, with All Out and All In together, we would get something going. Uh, Devin said, just a little, hey, maybe, maybe a lot. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Every single time... I got two clips for you, Devin, off of that statement. Every single time AEW is on, Devin is pretty much...
1: I quit AEW. Pace.
0: (laughs) And then, second clip.
1: I hate you. I hate you. I don't even know you. And I hate your guts. I hope all the bad things in life happen to you and nobody else but you. (laughs)
0: But yeah Um, Courtney said that was a bad business decision Yeah As far as the uh, booking It worries me I thought that maybe all in uh, Because this is one of your um, This isn't going to be As far as I known and read All in isn't going to be something consistent That this is definitely a Once in a lifetime type of pay-per-view As of right now I feel as though this should be dream booking. Like, throw it all to the wall and stuff like that. And just, like, whoever you can get, get them. Throw it in a dream match to uh, get everybody to tune in so you can say ooh and ah, and stuff like that, and tune in. And for All Out, make that your storyline matches. Um, they could have moved MJF and Adam Cole to all out instead of all in. You could have had MJF and Adam Cole team up to um you could have had them team up uh because we have that show on the um we have that sh- we have the uh them going against the um oh my gosh, their name Ozzy Open in the pre-show. We could have put that on the main show. Have them as the tag team, go have them going after the tag team titles. But yeah, make it a bunch of dream matches um for all in. TK uh Tim King asked me yesterday, would I should he book Goldberg for all in? And you know how I feel about Goldberg. I feel as though he should stay away. But um 80,000 people, big stadium show. Go all in, book his old ass on there. Him versus Wartlow, you know, just going out there and everything like that. I mean, we, Goldberg versus Wartlow is pretty. <laughs> big me, man, slapping me. <laughs> okay, so yeah, throw it all out there. Go all in, do all the dream matches and stuff like that. Um, And All Out should be your storylines and everything like that. Um, The biggest thing that I'm confused about is um, with All Out, what is CM Punk doing? Normally All Out, it's all about, you know, been about CM Punk. Um, What is he doing? This man is involved in like five different storylines at this point, going after the trios title. He has the fake title. He has beef with Ricky Starks. He got beef with MJF. What the fuck is this guy doing for All Out? What is he doing for All In? He also has beef against Samoa Joe. Samoa Joe just wants to beat his ass. Samoa Joe has been cashing them um, twisted metal checks, and he is feeling good. (laughs) Brian said, print that on the t-shirt. I hate you, and I don't even know you. And here goes Tim King. Goldberg, Let Warlow go over him. I don't know if Goldberg is going to allow Wardlow to win there. I mean, if you're going to bring in Goldberg for at once, uh, his first match, I'm very sure they're going to book him uh, to win. Uh, Courtney says, Ober, then bring Nia Jackson. I don't know about Nia Jack. I think Nia Jack's going back to WWE. I think that's what's going to happen at this point. But as of right now, we have, including the pre-show, eight, uh, let me see, five six seven eight matches on the card and then two possible more matches coming in so for the card we got mjf and adam cole for the aew world championship ftr and the young bucks for the aew tag team titles um the fatal four-way match for the women's world championship um versus Soraya, Britt baker and tony storm the golden elite uh hangman page kenny omega and Kota Ibishi. Going against Bullet Club, Gold, Juice Robinson, Jay White, and Kanosuke Takesha. Chris Jericho going against Will Ospreay. um, The Blackpool Combat Club. And two mystery partners. So Moxley, Claudia, Wheeler, Yuta, and two mystery partners. Going against the returning Eddie Kingston, Lucha Brothers, Orange Cassidy, and the best friends in stadium stampede. And then we have A.R. Fox and Swerve Strickland going against Darby Allen and Sting in a tag team coffin match. Undertaker definitely rolling around in his grave because he never participated in a tag team coffin match. And he's probably upset that they didn't think of that first. And then we have for a pre-show, Ozzy Open versus MJF and Adam Cole for the Ring of Honor Tag Team Championship. And then, of course, it may possibly be some uh, Samoa Joe going against CM Punk. CM Punk has yet to accept the challenge from Samoa Joe. Samoa Joe put his ass to sleep last week. And we have yet to hear not even a peep or a tweet or an, or an X, whatever it's called, Instagram post or anything from or, or Instagram story from CM Punk about what happens. And then we may have a rematch between the House of Black and the Acclaimed. maybe a returning Billy Gunn at that point. Who knows? And then, so that's for All
1: In. For All Out. Wait till y'all here was for All Out. Um, For All Out, we got Luchasaurus versus Darby Allin. For the uh, TNT title.
0: That's pretty much it. <laughs> um, it's, we are two weeks out. We only got one match going for it. And I feel as though. Um, uh, Devin said wait. Joe versus CM Punk at All In. They didn't even announce it for All In. I don't know if. I don't remember if, if Samoa Joe. Was challenging him for All In or All Out. I don't remember which one it is, but I know Samoa Joe wants to whoop CM Punk's ass just for a good one. I think it is for All In. Yeah, I think it is for All In. Um, So yeah, that is the card for All Out, which scares me because we only booked the TNT championship. That's it. So I don't know if CM Punk is going to you know want to challenge whoever wins between mjf and adam cole i don't know what we're doing if we're going to get a like like i'm very interested to see because the thing is with me the thing is is that um after this after all these people rustle in the uk on sunday we have dynamite wednesday And then I'm guessing we're going to have Collision in Chicago Saturday. And then we're coming back for All Out on Sunday. We have a stadium stampede match. So I'm going to assume everyone in the stadium stampede match might want to rest for All Out. Unless, you know, they're crazy enough. The thing is that I'm kind of worried about is that we got a lot of, um, first of all, this is pretty much, wrestlemania let's book as many people as we can a lot of damn fatal four ways tag team trios factions and stuff like that going on here um and we got one two singles matches here so far unless until we if we get uh punk versus joe will be three usually we get like a cool 10 11 matches out of this so we definitely got a couple of more matches to go um but all in is kind of booked. I just wish that this card would have been booked 2 weeks ago and that, and that um and now all that we're doing here is doing promos and segments that is promoting the shows. Um for we had Britt Baker um wrestling yesterday. She should have cut a promo. Somebody should have interfered. We should have a backstage segment, you know, of someone calling out Britt Baker in the ring. It was like crickets. Um, We did have the segment with Adam Cole and MJF. We had at the end of Dynamite, we had the Young Bucks coming in to. um, We had FTR. We had a little bit of a standoff between FTR and the Young Bucks as well. Um, Of course, we had the situation with Chris Jericho and Will Ospreay. I was very skeptical of Will Ospreay going against Chris Jericho, mainly because I was looking for Will Ospreay versus Kenny. Omega um what's going on getcha what's good thank you so much for tuning in and then Devin said Tony is very lucky to get this $20 VPN pay-per-view out of me
1: um listen
0: And I'm, I'm sure he's only going to get it once out of you I don't know if you check in Well, you know, you say you're out out of all out um, But you, he's only going to get $20 out of you I'm sure Tony is going to be very happy To get the $20 out of you But I'm sure if people I'm sure if, if, our, uh, if somebody asks you about You know, you enjoying <laughs> You talking about enjoying all out All in, I'm sure you're just going No, I didn't. No, I didn't. (laughs) Uh, Getcha says even though there was no build, AEW usually delivers on these pay-per-views. They do. They usually these pay-per-views do deliver. But my so my biggest thing, my biggest gripe is is that this is an opportunity for AEW to bring in you know um, people bring in new um new fans so if because um from what i've heard they've been promoting the hell out of aew over in the uk so if somebody says oh they're bringing oh aew what's this about and they tune into dynamite and they're not like exactly promoting what's going on now this week i'll give a slight pass i forgot that um this week was "Fight for the Fallen," which was the tribute show going towards um, going towards the uh, wildfires in Hawaii. I applaud them for that. Um, uh I'll get into um the the little bit of the fight for fallen um there, but that the um proceeds from the uh Texas Chainsaw Massacre match went towards the um charity that benefits the people affected by the Hawaii wildfires, which apparently was about a hundred thousand dollars or something like that from that match. So I applaud Tony for that. I still have my opinions about it, <laughs> but um. They do deliver. So, of course, people like us that watches AEW, that knows about it and stuff like that, we're going to tune in regardless. You know, we're going to tune in regardless. We know what to expect from AEW. It's just that this is the opportunity for him to bring in new fans from overseas, definitely, uh, because this is the first major wrestling promotion outside WWE to put on a major show over in the UK. And I feel like that's going to really bring it, that could potentially bring in a lot of fans. Um, You know, it's bringing in fans in the U S people who like never heard of AEW as well. And I feel like this is a big opportunity for him to capitalize to bring in fans and to really promote um, all in and all out, because when you get to all the biggest thing is that um with all in, you can sit there and say, hey, if you enjoyed All In, here's the card for All Out. And I'm hoping the card is done by the time we get to All Out. I will be a little bit upset if we get to the Dynamite before All Out and the card isn't set. I can see if he's adding, like, you know, one or two um, one or two matches at that point um but if he doesn't have if he doesn't have the full card like if he is actively booking all out that dynamite
1: like
0: we're looking for him matt angry emails and tweets all around but I'm hoping that the card for um AEW All Out is booked by the time we get to all in. So that when all people enjoying all in, start promoting all out. Hey, if you enjoyed this, look what CM Punk is doing. Look what um look what Adam Cole or um look what Adam Cole or MJF are doing. You know, look at if you enjoy Will Ospreay, hey, you know, you can check him out in New Japan, whatever. But if you enjoy Chris Jericho. Look at what Chris Jericho's doing at All Out. Like, get the momentum going. I'm hoping that he doesn't wait till Dynamite, or worse, collision before um, All In to book All before, I mean, the collision before All Out to book All Out, because payback is the same day as the collision before All Out, and not a lot of us going to be tuning in for that one uh shout out to Graydon! thank you so much for tuning in be sure to check out the director's cut he will be going over blue beetle this upcoming tuesday um so be sure to check that out um how is stadium stampede going to happen isn't it usually done in an empty arena it is um because i think the last two times it was done it was like pre-taped or something like that i think it was one where um it occurred in front of the crowd And I think, no, was that stadium stampede? I think it, I think there was one that occurred in front of the crowd and a lot of the stuff happened backstage. I'm going to assume that's what it is. I think, because at first I was like, well, maybe they'll do like parts of the stadium stampede, like pre taped or something like that. But more likely they're going to do it live. So I think it's going to be just like we've seen with the anarchy in the arena or something like that, where it just, or even, um, with the match between Chris Jericho and Roderick Strong, when it went all over the arena, and um, it went it even went outside, um, Brian Cook said, "I hope this question doesn't ignite a tangent." <laughs> With rumors of AEW expanding their pay-per-view roster, what wrestling pay-per-view names would you have, and what's your favorites? I'm hoping that they don't expand their pay-per-view roster. I did hear the rumors that they were going to um, expand it. And I'm hoping that they don't because that's asking for $50 per month. Now, um, unless they are starting a subscription, um, subscription service or something like that, where we're paying monthly $10 a month or something like that, $20 will be pushing it. But I'm hoping that they don't expand it and they're expecting us to do $50 a month. Because I remember it when WE did $50 a month. And that was a lot. Um, especially now today in this economy, you're asking for people to shut out $50 a month for your pay-per-views. And while we know that it, you know, their pay-per-views usually are good, if we get that one, you don't want to risk to have that one bad pay-per-view or if i'm paying every single month i really expect every single match to just go hard um but as far as wrestling pay-per-view names they can definitely give they can definitely play on um they can definitely play on the elite name cuz we got what all out full gear double or nothing um revolution they can definitely kind of expand more on their show their their show specials so we can get a winter is coming for december we can get fight for the fallen um as well what else so that's six so we got what six more um i mean they can do a play i know people are going to come at them if they do something like elite mania or something like that and or i don't know something a play on the word elite um i'm sure tony if he's if he is going to try to like make copies of because he's a big fan uh wrestling fan and i feel like he's going to try to start playing with names from wcw and ecw If i hope he leans more towards the ecw um former pay-per-view names or something like that i wouldn't mind him doing that um but WWE is starting to um you know starting to trademark some of those but yeah so he can they can um do a blood and guts pay-per-view kind of similar to hell in the cell pay-per-view um they can do what else I'm trying to think of all the um shows that they had um uh, ben Buster said elite championship wrestling. <laughs> there you go, ECW. But yeah, we can. they can do a play on the uh, ECW. But my favorite um, name that they had going, um, first of all, I like All Out. Um, I like All Out. And I love the stage of um, Double or Nothing, the casino look and everything like that. I loved it. Yes, November to remember, Um, barely legal. WWE trademarked that, so he can't use it. But November to remember, he's going to have to play with that one, though. Because I believe, I don't think WWE trademarked it, but I am sure they're going to trademark it, or they're going to send that cease and desist letter. Um, But he can definitely play on AEW. Um, Brian says, shame AW, MLW, or Impact can't use names like Heatwave during the summer because WA has all the WCW ECW properties. Exactly. And so I say he can make a play on some of the names or something like that. But yeah, but I like the winter is coming. You can do Blood and Guts, Fight for the Fallen. You can do, especially the way that he does Fight for the Fallen. I really appreciate the fact that he does the charity shows and stuff like that. You can do a whole charity pay-per-view okay, and just put on some very kind of what we had, fun matches and stuff like that. Um, That's why I kind of gave a pass as far as uh, I completely forgot it was Fight for the Fallen uh, this past week. So you can do a charity pay-per-view. You can do like giveaways and stuff like that, a silent auction and stuff for that event. um you can make it like a big spectacle and stuff. you can have people do you know the uh kind of what they do anyway where they have the um the signing the meet and greets and the signings and stuff like that. you can really expand on it um but yeah, uh they can definitely do you know a horror ish type of. Keep views similar to Halloween Havoc, um, not is it not where like we have with WWE where everybody is um, dressing up and stuff like that. I mean, you can have people dress up, but you know nothing like too silly. AEW locker room stampede, <laughs> but yeah, everyone in the chat, start putting in, um, start putting in some uh, ideas for Tony. Uh, who I'm sure is watching right now. <laughs> of if 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 they do expand their pay per view um, of what names you guys would like for them to uh, put out. Um, Brian said on Fire Pro Wrestling World, I came up with pay per view names like Fire and Ice and Frostbite for the winter months. Nice, and an all-female show called Heart of Fire during November Grit and Grind. That's some really good names. Like he could get very creative with some of the stuff. Like I definitely, if he does in the winter, um, you know, during December or something like that, winter is coming. That would be really cool, and you can definitely use Sting as like the face for that pay per view. Um, but that's some really cool um wrestling names though. Um ECW had an event that was called NWA title tournament. <laughs> uh, Brian Cook said, and December end of the year pay-per-view Fireball. That's def- that Fireball is a um can be a, a summer um a, a summer pay-per-view name. Um Ben Buster said TKO AEW sold out. <laughs> TKO is Tony Khan Order. Yeah, they could definitely get um creative with some of the names out there. Um, but like I said, I completely forgot that Fight for Fallen was this week. So they had the Texas Chainsaw Massacre match. Um, and like I said, it was a it was a sponsored match. Um, receipts went towards the charity that benefited people who were affected by the Hawaii fires. And like I said, they, um, almost got a hundred thousand dollars from it that went towards the charity. So props to them. Um, (laughs) Devin, of course, AEW acknowledge me (laughs) pay-per-view. Now i gotta play it now I have to play it i gotta I have to find where it's at, but I definitely got to uh play definitely one of my favorite clips
1: from him uh acknowledging me.
0: <laughs> there you go, Tony. Um,
1: Conbury.
0: <laughs> yeah, but, um, Courtney said what the hell was that it was wild. It was wild. Um, what in the WWE was that match? Now, I have a slight different opinion of it once I found out that it was a straight-up sponsored match, and they did it purposely so that the proceeds that they got from that particular match went towards the Hawaii Wildfire um, charity. So I'm like, okay, fine with that portion. It's just it kind of came at a little bit of a bad time with them trying to do the two shows. But, you know, like I said, props for Tony Khan for doing something like this um <laughs> second city spectacular starring cm punk <laughs> as we get the uh aew pay-per-view potential names coming in but what in the we was that match so i'm gonna get to why our buddy the cinemoji is over here so we had the texas chainsaw massacre match which i thought was promoting the movie It was actually promoting the game that is coming out. Um, They're doing a. there. They have the uh, Texas Massacre game coming out, very similar to Dead by Daylight. It's coming to all the consoles. Well, most of the consoles, I'm not interested, sure, but it's coming to the consoles very soon. And so um, this match was between Jeff Jarrett and Jeff Hardy. Who came out wearing the Texas Massacre match mask? He took it off. He was wearing a very cool face paint. Went through the crowd. And then I saw the red lights. And then I saw the um the weapons on the wall. And I was like, okay, this is getting WWE like. I fully expect them to start playing some horror moot music like we had back when the Fiend and Bray Wyatt was around. Um Brian says, I got a much better Chicago pay-per-view midway massacre, (laughs) the living dead (laughs) pay-per-view. But, um, I was like, what in the WWE is going on? Um, we had a, a, part where, um, Jeff Jarrett was getting knocked down. Uh, Karen went to check on him and then they poured fake blood on him. um, eddie i mean not eddie ethan page started doing the jeff hardy dance and i'm sitting here like this is some crazy shit so that wasn't even the part so the match ends up in the ring and we had jeff jarrett and his people out there and then next thing you know we hear a chainsaw and out comes leatherface And he comes out, he starts, you know, wheeling the chainsaw around. He starts attacking people, starts chasing Karen. She goes to run away. She trips on the ramp and starts backing away as if this is a horror movie. And I was like, I don't know what the fuck is going on. (laughs) I don't know what the fuck is going on. What in the WWE? I was completely tripping out about this. The reason why I know people, I know there are some people who enjoyed it. They had fun with it. They was like, hey, you know, it's a fun match, you know, for a charity, this, that, and the third. Um, Graydon says, for a Halloween Havoc style pay-per-view. Hello-ween. <laughs> you guys are getting some good ones out here in the chat. But the reason why I felt some type of way about the pay-per-view, and it's because WWE normally likes to take themselves seriously. Um... Tony Khan himself was all about this whole pro wrestling, this, that, and a third, um, and everything like that. Now, I admit, um, and Greta mentioned this here, when I first saw, when I first saw the Leatherface, I was like, if that's fucking Terry Funk, I will fucking pop. Um, I thought, I thought it was, I thought it was going to be revealed as someone, um, but no, it was not. It was it was leatherface. Really wasn't, you know, anything else to it. Uh Midnight Mayhem pay-per-view. That's a good one. That's a good one. Um, yeah, I thought it was Terry Funk. I said this would have been the perfect opportunity for it to be Terry Funk or somebody. You know, it could have been somebody revealed. I would have been a little bit more forgiving. But the, the reason why I thought because Tony Khan said all this shit about how this is a um, war against against WWE. They're all about pro wrestling. The only time you get sports entertainment is when you're dealing with JAS. The issue that I had is that that match was very sports entertainment like. And it was, was it like fun? Like, could I have looked at it differently and say this is, you know, a fun match once and you know, once in a blue moon type of situation. Yes, but AEW likes to take themselves very seriously. While, yes, we do have some goofy stuff, like the dance-off that we had and something like that. I was like, you know, that's rust- That's at the wrestler level of them doing this stuff, of them wanting to have fun and a dance-off, especially. And I definitely love to pop when, um, whenever um, Dan Garcia does the hip dance because the hips don't lie. But I was like, this is very, like, it's very WWE-like. And I thought you would try to want to separate yourself from WWE by, you know, he always says this is the best pro wrestling company in the world. And pro wrestling, pro wrestling, pro wrestling. Um, D. Stevens, thank you so much for tuning in, first of all. It was pro wrestling. There was wrestling in it. It was. But if I was to close my eyes, if I was to close my eyes and was to um, and was to shield like the names and stuff like that, I would have thought it was a WWE match. Now I'm not like people that that sat there and made comparisons to the zombie match that we got between Damian Priest and The Miz. I'm not saying it's that bad. I was just saying like. We, we, and we had a wrestling match in between. I don't have, I don't have an issue with it. I thought that this would be more like a hardcore match, not, not like silly type of match. So I'm not sitting here saying like, it's not pro wrestling or anything like that. I thought it'd be a little bit more hardcore type of situation that it is because aew they do the hardcore they do the blood and stuff like that i take it you know jeff Jarrett probably didn't want to bleed or anything like that that's why they poured the fake blood but i thought it would be a little bit more of a hardcore match than what we have gotten not expecting like blood and guts or anything but i thought it would be a little bit more hardcore and it was like very more silly than anything um, maybe that's on me that's probably why i feel like this way because at the ex because my expectations wasn't met that i expected it to be a bit of a more serious match than anything um but the reason why the cinemology was here because i said the cinemology was better than that leather face <laughs> and uh tim king mentioned how he uh mentioned the cinnamon toast crunch box and I, it just hit me. I was like, I just brought Cinnamon Toast Crunch. It's empty, so don't worry about anything like that. It's an empty box, so I brought it over here for the Cinemoji to be here. Cinemoji may permanently be here since uh, people recognize it from WWE and everything like that. So it may stay there. So that's why the Cinemoji is there. But I think it more likely is on me because I had when I first heard the match, I know when people heard the match, they thought it would be silly. But I actually heard the match, and I thought it was going to be like more hardcore. I, um, yeah, I thought it would be more hardcore because the, uh, while the match at, um, I forgot the name of the match that they had at the Hardy compound that had, um, the firm versus, um, the firm versus, um, the Hardys and squad, but that was, um, even though that had silly parts in it, it was still a crazy ass match. Um, and I thought it would be a little bit more of those lines instead of it going like silly. Um, Graydon says pro professional wrestling is Olympic wrestling. It's all sports entertaining. Tell that to Tony Khan. Um, Yeah, Tony Khan just took the bag, got paid. Yeah, but after I found out, I thought Fight for the Fallen. It was like the whole thing, but once I found out it was the sponsored match, and it was the sponsored match that got that they used the proceeds for. I was like, okay, I'm fine with that. Um, are they getting rid of the FTW title for the new one? Jared has that part confused me too. That we had a um, a title for this match.
1: Um. I I was I
0: was look, I was looking um I was a bit confused. Oh Devin that was you. Oh, so that's okay. Devin with the secret account. So we'll be on the lookout seeing as though Devin has two accounts, has a secret account as uh D Stevens. I didn't know if it was you. I was just like, I'm not gonna assume. <laughs> so now this is proof that Senora Stinky and TK may be the same account um get your said nom with you could have been hardcore but it is an old man with plastic seeds and dudes on relapse that is true uh, i know i really shouldn't expect jeff Jarrett to do anything completely crazy but i i don't know i thought it wouldn't be as i Like I didn't expect like um, you know, blood and guts. I didn't expect like John Moxley type of situation, but I thought it would be a little bit more um I thought it would be a little bit more uh more serious than it was. Like I really didn't expect Leatherface to come out. It that that part kind of gave me a bit more of the vibes of um a bit of the vibes of when um, Bianca Belair came out last because they wanted her to pose with the drink. Gave me vibes of that, um, that it could have been done better, you know? Like I said, it may be on me because I had the thought of, um, I had the thought when I heard Texas Massacre match, I thought it would be a little bit more hardcore because that's what they kind of do with a lot of their, um, other things. But then again, they had, during shark week they had the the match with the shark cage in it that was a bit a cra- little bit crazy too because they couldn't get out the cage um but yeah so that was on me uh, as far as with that um and then of course we had tony khan um during the segment of with better than you Bay, they double clothesline I forgot his name, but they double lined someone and then Tony Khan called them into his office and yelled at him. And I was like, bro, where's that energy for when the fuck CM Punk was sitting next to you telling the media off about your EVPs. But you know, I digress. But then he, uh, he yelled at them. Uh, they came out. Um, MJF was like, yo what he just said he's gonna regret what he said come 2024 and then Tony Khan comes out with the sunglasses and was like what did you just say I think um he should have dropped the f-bomb this is he can't he can't use the f-word he could have he should have came out and said the fuck you just said but I did pop for that um I showed it to the hubs the hubs wants him to be uh is hoping for him to be on-screen character I slightly disagree like i I would love for him to be an on-screen character, but I feel as though he has too much on his plate as of right now. Um, But yeah, but that's pretty much it for, um, as far as what I got to say about Tony Khan and the booking of All Out, All In, kind of did a, not really too much of a recap of, um, a recap of, Collision and dynamite because I did uh go over dynamite uh, in detail uh yesterday with the aw dynamite review show. So be sure to check that out if you want to get more of um of that. Uh Devin said I already cracked the case on Senor Stinky, but I promised to protect his secret identity. Ooh, ooh, so we know who it is.
1: Um we know who it is.
0: And when he gets caught. In 4K! How did they get you in 4K? And when we find out who he is, that's what we're gonna say. Um, but yeah, that was um that's my thoughts of as far as Tony Khan and the booking of um All In and All Out. And I will say that is it for um, that's it for the Russell Brad podcast so thank you guys shout out to the amazing chat um, and if you haven't already be sure to check out bloodline Entertainment Network at blood at the website excuse me bloodlinenetwork.com where you can find more amazing articles amazing podcasters. Where they talk about, where we talk about, um, you know, as far as AEW, WWE, New Japan, UFC, sports entertainment, sports entertainment, fantasy baseball, fantasy football, gaming, movies, entertainment, wherever. that of going to all these different websites, go to one website and that is bloodlinenetwork.com if you are watching on the youtube whether you are here live or the replay be sure to like and subscribe okay hit the notification bell so you can find out when we have when a new episode of any show is coming out like i said there is a whole preface of podcasts out there be sure to check them out as well and we got merchandise so be sure to go to the website bloodlinenetwork.com slash merch for all your needs we got everything well not everything but we got a lot we got men's shirts we got tank tops for those who want to show the guns in the sun you don't got that much time be sure to get your tank top to show the guns we got t-shirts for the ladies we got v-necks for those who like to be a little saucy we got shirts for the little ones get the onesies for your little ones and be acknowledged okay we also got beach towels as devin say get your ass off that hot sand and you know we don't got that much time left as far as you know beach time but still Get, some, get yourself some beach towels. We also got more things as well. We got phone cases. We got notebooks. We got um, mugs. So go to bloodlinenetwork.com slash merch. Get your merchandise and you can be like Roman Reigns. Acknowledge me. I mean, get your get your merchandise and you can just stand there just like Roman Reigns and just say, acknowledge me. I mean, that clip is so good. I'm going to play that shit again. Now go to bloodlinenetwork.com slash merch, get your merchandise, and then you can stand there and just say, acknowledge me. double titles and all the titles are not included just to let y'all be known y'all can go to the we shop to get y'all titles but be sure to check that out and if you enjoyed it look at devin saying that get your beach towels and Courtney saying beach towels yes get your beach towels get your ass off that hot ass sand. i went to the shore last week that sand is pretty hot so be sure to get your beach towels and get your ass off that hot ass sand. And meanwhile, if you enjoyed, if you enjoyed um, the podcast here, you can follow me at JDC137. You can also follow the podcast at Russell Brett as well. Um, be sure to click the links in the bios for everything. I also play video games. If you're a gaming fan, even if you're not a gaming fan, come hop on in. I normally go on tangents and talk about other stuff anyway. And hop on the Twitch Bloodline Network Twitch channel. You can find me on Mondays at eleven fifteen. 15. So after you watch Raw, hop on over to the Twitch channel where I will be playing Last of Us. And then on Tuesdays is Star Wars Tuesdays where at 10 30 p.m. EST, I will be playing Star Wars Jedi Survivor. So after you watch NXT, if you're an NXT fan, 30 minutes later. Hop on over to that Twitch channel and check out, check it out. Like I said, I always, even if you're not a video game fan, you can come on in, chat it up and stuff like that. Last Tuesday, um, before I started playing, we were talking about Marvel, Marvel movies versus DC and stuff like that. So yeah, be sure to come in and check it out as well. And if you enjoyed everything, be sure to check us out tomorrow. Gaming with the bloodline, where we will be having um the weakest link. So be sure to go in and check that out as well. Um, I think that's everything. Yeah. And if you enjoyed gaming, we have gaming with the bloodline, gaming with the tribal chief. He will be live on Twitch on Wednesdays and Fridays at 12:30. Yeah, 12:30 midnight. 12:30 AM EST <laughs> where he will be playing Destiny 2. So for all my first person shooter fans, be sure to check him out there. And like I said, go to bloodlinenetwork.com. There is a whole list of amazing podcasts. We got new, sh- we got shows every single day. So even if you're not feeling the vibes, which I highly doubt you don't. Go and check out the other podcasters, see what speaks to you, and go and check it out. As Devin is saying, actually, 10.30 p.m., get it correct. So, Gaming with the Tribal Chief, Wednesdays and Fridays at 10.30 p.m. Is that Central or, P- or 10.30 p.m. EST? I'll wait for him to say that. But he'll be playing Destiny 2, so if you like the first-person shooters, be sure to check him out. Wednesdays and Fridays at 10.30 p.m. EST? Central? Because I know you're Central. Is that Central or is that EST? There it is. 10.30 p.m. EST. So yes, be sure to check it out. Go to the website, like I said. And uh, shout out to The Hot Chat. Thank you guys so much for tuning in and, you know, coming in here and giving some amazing suggestions to Tony Khan of what he should name his um, pay-per-views if he does decide to, for some reason, do more than four pay-per-views in a year. But thank you guys so much for tuning in. I will see you guys either Monday, Tuesday, or next week. Or if you guys are, matter of fact, no, I will see you guys on Saturday because you guys gotta come back to check out Gaming with the Bloodline week is link. So Be sure to check that out. And thank you guys so much for joining me. And until next time, guys, peace. You're listening to the Russell Bread Podcast. With one
1: beer.